Welcome to On the Couch with KWI. Today we're joined by a special guest, Mr. Kevin Dales. Kevin, thanks for joining us today. Good to be here. Good to be here. Uh, so a different type of career than what most people would imagine in welding. Um, you've been in welding for you know several decades, like me. Mm -hmm. uh, let's kind of rewind all the way back to the beginning. What made you want to get into welding all those years ago? I wanted a Volkswagen rail buggy. Okay. And uh, I saved up enough money to buy the kit. And uh, my brother, he gave me the donor Volkswagen. And I had this plan that I'd get my dad to weld it for me. But my dad told me no. He said, you know, I said, Dad, will you weld it for me? And uh, he said, no, I won't do that. He said, but I'll show you how to weld. Okay. So he spent a little time and taught me how to weld a little bit, you know. And it took me a year, but at the end of a year, I had a Volkswagen rail buggy that I could that I could drive. By him telling me no, that eventually allowed me to support a family and and uh, have an income. So that's kind of how I got into welding. Yeah, and that, that's a, a a really cool story. You know, a lot of people don't even think about it. If you want something and you don't know how, go for it yourself. So so that one decision changed your life. Changed my life. Um, so. Follow that up with, with education. Did, did you see some formal training? Yeah, so what I did, uh, you know, where I had the interest in welding, when I got in high school, um, I took two hours of vocational as a junior and as a senior. And uh, the vocational school was there beside the high school. And um, so I go two hours a day and started through the, the process there, really enjoyed it. And, you know, it allowed me to, um, you know, the hobby of welding and make things that I wanted and, and could use. And then as I, as I graduated high school, I thought, well, you know, I'll finish this up and, and get my certification. And, and so that's, that's what I did was finish, uh, finish the welding program at, is at that time as round state vocational technical school. Okay. And, uh, so I finished that up at that time. All right. So, so while you were there, I understand that, that you were a competitor and, uh -huh. um, Back then, instead of Skills USA, the the program was called VICA, Vocational Industrial Clubs of yes, America. Yeah. Now, did you did you fare pretty well in, in that organization? Yeah, one one state competition. Okay. Yep. So so yeah. going to the state contest is uh, is a unique opportunity uh, in all aspects. Mm -hmm. It takes a lot of work, a lot of practice, a lot of dedication to get there. Yeah. And and all those things that Skills USA now, formerly VICA, does for you helps you into the workforce. So so Absolutely. let's take it from there and let's jump into the workforce. Tell me about your first job or two. You know, the thing about those competitions is, you know, they, they prepared you to test. Mm -hmm. And so um, so as you practiced and and took the tests in school, well that prepared you for the tests out in out in the real world. Right. And so that was a, a good advantage and, and a good uh, preparation. Um, you know, as far as my first couple of jobs, um, one thing that they offered at that time was a capstone project where you could clip out of a, a year of college. So I went on to uh, Moorhead State with my welding and got an associate's degree in welding and then um, thought, well, that seemed to work out. So went on and got a bachelor's degree in welding and robotics. And when I graduated, the, the first place I, I worked was Osram, Sylvania, and working on the automated equipment. And uh, worked there for about three years, and then I went to Toyota for a year. 
And then an opportunity came available here in Flemingsburg as a robotics engineer programming the robots to weld. And so I, I came here to Flemingsburg. As uh, time went on, I was able to uh, advance in, in Toyo and uh, uh, spent 25 years there. Well, tell us about that, that programming. I guess you gotta be smarter than the machine, uh, but it's not often that we get someone on the couch who's telling the machine how to weld. Normally mm -hmm. you're running the controls. Uh, what's the What's the similarities and the differences there? It was like, honestly, it was like going to a hobby every day. Okay. You know, doing, doing the robotics. It was like playing. I really enjoyed it. I actually loved it. And, uh, you know, the important thing was, though, is having those fundamental skills of welding and understanding what was happening in the puddle and understanding the base materials and what were you trying to accomplish and knowing how to get there. Because if you didn't have that foundation, the end result wouldn't be as uh, good or, or what it needed to be. Okay. On, and uh, what we were welding was automotive seat frames and literally people's lives depended on those welds, the integrity of the welds and uh, especially in a crash situation. So, but having those, uh, that training and the fundamental skills of welding and, and what I learned in school was, was critical and that same thing applies today, you know, with what I'm doing now, right. you know, having that, you can't take your shortcuts on your education and, and welding. Right. You know, right. It's, it's critical and it's, it's important. And did the robots ever make a mistake? And if they did, what did you do at that point? Well, generally it wasn't the robots that made a mistake. It's, it's can be in the programming. Okay. Now there, there are some, you know, anything electronic can fail at right. some point, but what you typically find is that a tip, you know, the tip wears a little bit or some fixturing wears or spatter can get in between some of the components. But generally, by and large, that, that robot is repeatable and exact. Okay. Uh, it's other factors that come into play when the welds go off or, or aren't, uh, or they're not what you intended them to be, you know. Do you have any idea of how many hundred parts per week or something, a typical robot, how many seat frames? Could, yeah, could we produce? I mean, you're, you're talking thousands. Wow. Yeah, like you know, it, uh, you know, there could be 250 seat frames a shift and run two shifts, and then that would run five, six days a week, and then you know, a seat frame could have 50, 60 welds on it per seat frame. Wow. And uh, you know, when I started at Toyo, the majority of the welding was uh, performed manually, and uh, but at this time, there, you know, there are no uh, manual weld processes. But companies like Toyo, they still want to hire welders mm -hmm. to be welding operators because, like you mentioned earlier, the, the human being is going to know and have the, mm -hmm. you know, the knowledge of what it should look like and, and be able to program those units around, right? Yep, that's, that's correct. It's a uh, you know, big advantage to have a welding, that welding background. All right. So you spent 25 years at, at Toyo Seat USA. Yep. Uh, an awesome career, done some great things, and it sounds like you you changed that company from from manual into into more and more um, automation. Well, there was there was a lot of people involved with that. It's you know as I think it was part of the the company's vision, and and a lot of people were involved in um, going more towards automation. It was a neat process, you know, neat thing to be involved with. Yeah, good. Um, so going forward, and, and some people call it retirement, some people call it the next phase in their life. Um, so once you were 
sort of you know close the book on that portion of your life you weren't going to go sit on the sit down on the couch what did you aspire to do next you know i've, I've got five kids and i really enjoy spending time with them and you know they're they were all going their separate ways and and four out of the five have, have taken a, a welding uh, path and they're doing a lot of traveling and you know i'd kind of watch what they're doing and and they were really enjoying what they're doing and I I still um, welded kind of as you know for my own personal use and and I thought uh, well you know I, I think I might enjoy that yeah and get to travel some and, and be in different places and then you know with some of the hobbies I have associating jobs in locations where I might want to be for for my hobbies you okay know? And so that was kind of a plan. Now, you know, there'll be times where I'm away from my wife and I'll, I'll certainly miss her and, and that sort of thing. But, um, you know, I'll be with my kids when I'm not at home with my wife. And, you know, and also it, it affords uh, some income at this stage of my life. And um, But one thing that I think is really neat about this is uh, the flexibility of time. Okay. That is, I think, a big advantage because, you know, when you're working, you work a lot of hours. Right. And, you know, and you have days where you're really busy, and then some days where it's not as, uh, you know, you're not as busy, and and you're, uh, sometimes you're, you know, kind of waiting for a weld or, or that kind of thing. But the flexibility of time is a, a really big advantage because you can, you know, you can work an outage and then you can take some time off and, and uh, you know, pursue hobbies or, or other interests. So uh, I really enjoy the flexibility. Yeah, so you mentioned the, mentioned the hobby. So mm -hmm. you, well, you, you take a job up north because you want to go snowboarding or you take a job out in Arizona because you want to yes. ride dirt bikes. What are, what are some of the hobbies you got going on with this? Well, I got a lot of hobbies. And uh, <clears throat> so one of, the, one of the things that I really like to do is riding dirt bikes. And uh, so next summer, I'll be out west. Me and one of my sons, Keegan, will be um, out hill climbing in Wyoming, and okay. on, on uh, you know he's gotten into the stretch dirt bike thing, and so we'll be riding uh, stretch dirt bikes, hill climbing, and okay. and then also we like to snowboard, and uh, so getting out west to take advantage of that will be a lot of fun. All right. So so whenever you're you know thinking about jobs, you've already mentioned. You know, several months out, you're already planning jobs in those areas Absolutely. that far out. Yeah. And so, like, down south, I want to, you know, I've always um, did, you know, jeeping and rock crawling around uh -huh. here. So, <clears throat> down south, I'm looking at the different places where I want to rock crawl and then jobs that I can get into there. And then after the job's over, then, you know, go off-roading. Okay. And so, and then what I'm doing to support this is, um, so I took a, a big fifth wheel trailer. The fifth wheel's been removed. Uh, it's an older trailer, and so then I put a slide-in truck camper on the front of it. I've got my dirt bikes in the middle and then my Jeep on the back. Okay. And then so, and so it gives me a place to live while I'm out on the job, and then it, all my uh, hobby stuff goes with me as well. All right. So you just got to travel, play, and work. So right. So I'm combining the two. Yeah. yeah. So so now that you've you know back into the field, back into the you know the mm -hmm. the combo welder type of outage business, um, were there any struggles along the way 
to, mm -hmm. to get to that point where you can make those extra quality whales? Well, I, I probably the biggest challenge I had was eyesight. Okay. You know, 52, eyes have changed, you know, I've got bifocals. But honestly, what I found right now is I, I don't wear any glasses. I wear just non-prescription safety glasses when I'm welding. But I'll have my prescription glasses, you know, there in a, <clears throat> in a case. So when I'm, when I'm done welding, I put those on and, you know, I can see distance because <clears throat> I have trouble seeing far away. And then, you know, I've got the bifocals. So finding what worked for me. Um, and then, you know, because I tried. Now, there are certain welds at certain distances that I'll use cheater lenses. Mm -hmm. But working through that process of being able to see, that, that was probably that was a, that was a challenge. Um, also, you know, there's, um, you know, physically, sometimes it can be demanding physically. Like this last job I was on, um, I was inside a, it was a crusher that, uh, you know, the cinders that come out of the boiler or the furnace, it, it would grind them up. And so that's a pretty small space. Right. And the weld I was having to make, it was on stainless steel and it was up over my head but the, the roof was at a taper and you could just barely get in there and you're, you know, TIG welding kind of yeah. like this. <laughs> so, so, you know, getting, you know, my body's not used to that. So getting back into that, um, you know, physically into that was a little bit of a challenge. Yeah. And then, and then also, you know, just thinking, you know, can I do, can I do this? But, you know, if you, if you set your mind to it, and you, you practice and you, you take necessary steps, you know, it's, it's doable, you know. Um, there are other people my age that can, that can do it if they, if they want. Yeah, I think the eyesight for someone who is coming into welding from a different career path, mm -hmm. you know, whether it's been a, a truck driver or, or we've even had, you know, um, students graduate our program that were doctors, you know, and, and retired mm -hmm. from, from that medical profession. Um, one of those biggest challenges you mentioned is the eyesight. Mm -hmm. You know, if someone who is going to run the New York City Marathon, they're training for that for years and years, and they probably run several marathons. But welding is, is different. Your eyes are essentially a muscle, mm -hmm. and if you haven't used them to focus on those small points and those up-close welds, then it does take some adjustment, and, and different people, you know, get through that different way. So I'm glad you yeah. mentioned, you know, prescription safety glasses and non-prescription reader safety glasses mm -hmm. and what we refer to as the... The cheater, the cheater lens or, lens, or yeah. the, the diopter, all those things can help individuals, you know, attain the level of vision they need to make those high quality yeah. wells. And, you know, a person just can't say, well, I just can't see. If you're, if you're willing to work through it, you right. can find what works for you to, to be able to do that. So, so moving forward, um, plans for the future? You, how long mm -hmm. are you going to stay on the road? Or are you just going to let the world just kind of steer? I'm probably going to do it for about 10 years. Okay. Yeah. And... Uh, <clears throat> That's that's my current plan, and uh, but you know being out on on these welding jobs, you know some things that I've noticed are you know when your foreman your foreman is looking for someone that uh, is willing to do whatever. Mm -hmm. Okay, well you know my uh, what I hired on to be was a, a welder, but they need they need someone who is you know if there's someone's got to turn wrenches and help the fitters adjust the, make adjustments and or demo stuff out you know i found that that's a that's a big advantage because you become pretty useful yeah they're and looking the more, for a hand they're looking for a person that's flexible mm -hmm. 
and not just I'm just welder and that's all I'm going to do. Right. Whatever you know, whatever is needed, if you just jump in and and help with that, your opportunities in the future are a lot better because those those people are saying, hey, he's he's not a guy that is just waiting for a weld and everybody else to get it ready. Mm -hmm. He's willing to to do whatever's necessary, and uh, we want him on the next job. Right. And so and and that's happened where uh, you know. I've got opportunities that are available because of that, looking at it that way. So that's something I'd encourage people that are looking to get into this, you know, be flexible and uh, willing to help out and do other things on the job other than just, just welding. Yeah, I've always thought that, you know, quality work turns into quality work, which turns into more quality work. Mm -hmm. and, and you hit the nail on the head there. If I do a good job here, Mm -hmm. then that foreman's going to, you know, offer me to, to go with him to the next crew or yep. you, you never know. The, the guy you're partnered with welding today may be the foreman on your next job. That's right. And the thing about the welding community it is a really small world. Yes. And I am not kidding. It is, you know, every, every job that I've been on, there are people that know each other and you're, the reputation you make for yourself precedes you. Right, and you're either you're either seen as a problem that, you know, or a person that hey they you know they're they got some baggage that comes with them or uh, that's a good guy and man he'll whatever you need done he'll jump in and do it yeah and uh, so it's a really small world and and you don't want to burn any bridges and you just want to be a a a person that um, is very helpful and and you know and and also the basics be at work on time yeah. Um, <clears throat> be prepared to work, um, you know, uh, course attendance, you know, they're, they need somebody there every day, not, you know, person that's there missing, uh, you know, once a week or every, every two weeks, they need, you know, they, your, your foreman's got um, things that he has to accomplish in a certain amount of time and, and uh, you gotta be a part of that. Yeah, I know, if, if someone is not there, then, then two or three guys are going to have to step up, work harder, more hours to take yeah. their spot. And, and sometimes, especially when you get to an outage or, or a turnaround job, the hours are planned. And it's tough for, for guys yeah. to step in and fill in for some dude who just sort of lay out that day. Yep. Being available is very important. Also, you know, another thing is I'm not as fast as other people. You know, at 52, I'm not as fast as my kids. And so what I've... You know, how I think about that is, you know, I'm focusing on my quality. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I look at, well, first, safety. Safety is the most important thing on the job. Safety, then quality. And then as I focus on my quality and, and I get, you know, my skills keep coming back and, and getting better, then my productivity will, will come in right. time. And, uh, but, you know, I'd rather have you know, I'd rather have three three welds that shot good than hurry and make five and two were bad. Right. Yeah, you're not you know, because you can't like that. that that weld. You know, if that weld weld shoots bad, you know they can't do anything with it. It's got to right. be either it's got to be repaired or cut out, and so it's of no value. So uh, focusing on the quality of what you're doing is is extremely important. Yeah, that's true. Good. It's going to take a lot longer to, to cut out those two welds, mm -hmm. and, and probably not going to be you. They're going to run you off and, and have to pay someone, yep. else. someone else. So it's going mm -hmm. to cost the company, company double. 
You know, I, I, I see it a lot with some younger welders. They want to just get off of something and move ahead and get to the next thing mm -hmm. instead of focusing on getting good at instead of getting off of to move yeah. on. And you know, now that you mentioned that, um, you know, where, where a student wants to, you know, get off a certain process on the next thing, just use the time that's there. Be, be patient, go through all the necessary processes because there's, you know, as you're, as you're going through school and learning those basics, it all combines to a whole right. that makes you a good welder. And you never know, you know, there's a certain process that you might not like, but you never know what job you're going to have where that's going to be required. Uh -huh. So, you know, I'd, I'd like to encourage the new students, don't rush. Take your time. Use the full time. Learn all the processes that you can and, uh, you know, to give you the most skill and, and background so that when you get out in the field, you're, you're uh, better prepared and able to, to handle the variety that comes at you. Because... Yeah. You know, when you, when you get on a job, I mean, you can be, you know, one day you might be TIG welding, you might be putting in a route with 6010, and then, you know, uh, filling out the rest of the way with 7018, you know, and some people really like TIG or, you know, they like stick or there's certain processes that they, they want to tailor to, but learn it all. You know, it's yeah. a big advantage. Yeah, you may hit one of these jobs where you, you're going to do some clad work and, and yeah. you know, there, there's nothing super awesome about that but it's part of the work that, that you need to do and then other times you may hire in as a welder and end up in, you know doing rigging work or different things that that go along with that particular job yeah and you know talking about that clad work i i get into a, a job where i was doing that and it was about five days and um, you know the total area was probably about uh, two feet by four feet uh -huh. and it was just bead after bead after bead but the thing, what I thought about then was, is this gives me a great opportunity to really yeah. get better at at uh, running my passes, you know, and, and really refining my beads. And because uh, you know where I've been out of it so right. long. So it's, yeah, you, you run into a variety of things um, on, e on each job. Okay. Well, Kevin, we sure appreciate you coming in with us today and uh, wish you all the best traveling and, and in your quote, new continued career. Yeah. Uh, as you go forward and, and we look look forward to more discussions on, on life with with Kevin Dale so well you know I one of the things about getting back into this welding it wouldn't have been possible without KWI and being able to to go in and brush up on my skills um, and you know because they have all the resources there all the equipment um, they've got uh, the people that are knowledgeable that have been out in the field know what uh, you know, what type of things you need to train on and to specialize to be successful. And, and honestly, I, I wouldn't have been able to do this if it hadn't have been for that, uh, you know, for that resource being here in the community and, and being able to take advantage of that. So I, I greatly appreciate being able to go to KWI and, and uh, get brushed up. Well, we appreciate you. Yeah, that, that custom program that we have, um, is not for someone directly out of high school and, and there's been a, a few others like yourself have came through that custom program mm -hmm. um, take the knowledge that they have uh, have an evaluation and then continue on and, and we sit down and so what's the end result what do we want mm -hmm. and we work toward that whether it's uh, you know 40 hours or 400 hours we try to work toward 
um, as a professional who's already a welder, try to work towards your next goal. So we appreciate you um, giving us a, a shout out for that. Okay. Well, it's been good. All right. Well, again, thanks for coming in and uh, thanks for joining us. And you've been watching KWI on the camera.